Good morning. Today is Friday the 13th, Friday, October the 13th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is God's mission, my mission. This morning, we're finishing lesson number two in this study guide. Today's reading is called Further Thought. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this preparation day in which we are to get ready and prepare ourselves for your Sabbath as it comes this evening. We ask you to help us to be prepared for your Sabbath. Please be with us as we study this Bible study guide. Send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. For a witness unto all nations, the Savior's words, ye are the light of the world, point to the fact that he has committed to his followers a worldwide mission. As the rays of the sun penetrate to the remotest corners of the globe, so God designs that the light of the gospel shall extend to every soul upon the earth. If the church of Christ were fulfilling the purpose of our Lord, light would be shed upon all that sit in darkness and in the region and shadow of death. Instead of congregating together and shunning responsibility and cross-bearing, the members of the church would scatter into all lands, letting the light of Christ shine out from them working as he did for the salvation of souls. And this gospel of the kingdom would speedily be carried to all the world. We'll now read from the Advent Review and Sabbath Herald from November 14th, 1912. This article was written by Ellen White and this part that we're going to read. From all countries, the Macedonian call is sounding. Come over and help us. God has opened fields before us. Heavenly beings have been cooperating with man. Providence is going before us and divine power is working with human effort. Blind indeed must be the eyes that do not see the working of the Lord and deaf the ears that do not hear the call of the true shepherd to his sheep. Some have heard the call of God and have responded. Let every sanctified heart now respond by seeking to proclaim the life-giving message. If men and women in humility and faithfulness will take up their God-given appointed work, divine power will be revealed in the conversion of many to the truth. Wonderful will be the results of their efforts. And now we have three discussion questions as we end the lesson for this week. Here's the first question. The credibility of the church's influence in the community is determined mainly by the extent that we, the body of Christ, exemplify in our own lives God's love and the fulfillment of his mission. How do you personally respond to this challenge? So all of us will be able to respond differently. We all have a different answer to this question. How do we respond to the challenge that God's love is exemplified in our lives, in the fulfillment of his mission. So what do we do? Well, you know, the question that we should ask us is, do we love others? Do we have love for others? 
You know, some of us might have love for others. Some of us might not. And so one of the things that we need to do if we don't feel that we have God's love for others is we need to pray and ask God, give me your love for others. Have your love flow through me that I may love others or that you may love others through me. And we need that because as we fall in love or actually really love others, then we will be uh, completely uh, interested in their salvation. We will care for them, for the salvation of their souls. And so we need to ask God, give us love for people. Give us love for others. Give us true love. And the true love for others will Put their needs, their desires, their their uh, what they what they really need, their salvation. That's the number one need. That will place it above our needs or our desires. And so this would be a way of of, uh, of responding to this challenge. And so what things do we do? You know, there's many things that we can do. We can go help in a soup kitchen. We can go help in a pantry, hand out food. We can, um, you know, help in with with with, uh, with people who are homeless. There's so many things that we could be doing to help others and show their love. And remember, as we show our love to others, they want to know slowly, not at first maybe, but as they see that you really love them, that we really love them, they'll want to know what is it about us that is causing us to act that way, to love them, when we really didn't know them to begin with? And so that will open up the doors to be able to share Jesus to others. The second question that we have is, how do you think your church is seen and understood by its non-Adventist neighbors? How do you know? If the perception is positive, what can you do to strengthen it more? If negative, what can you do to change it? And so we're all going to have different answers because we all have different churches. I know that I, I, I have these, these um, Bible study guides specifically for the churches that I have, but I know that other people see them. So wherever it is that you are, we can answer this question. How do you think your church is seen? You know, what, what does your church do uh, to, um, to show love? its non-Adventist neighbors. Do you, the non-Adventist neighbors say that that is the loving church in this community? If you want to show love, if you, if you want to feel love, if you want to feel that you're loved by others, go and visit the Seventh-day Adventist church. Is that is that the response? I venture to say that in most of our churches it probably isn't. We need to do a better job. We need to remember our mission Our mission, which is God's mission, is to reach out to others, to love others, to show God's love to other people. It's not about us. It's not about what we like. It's not about what makes us comfortable. It's not about what makes us happy. It's all about others, about sharing the mission. And so, uh, you know, is do people see our church in a positive life? Positive light. What can we do to strengthen that? If it's negative, what can we do to change it? And so uh, think about that in your church. Uh, what can you do? How can you strengthen that positive light that your church might be seen? Uh, what can you do to change it if your church is not seen in a positive light? And you know, it all begins with you. It begins with me. We can't make others do what they need to do. 
But we can choose to change and be God's love to those people around us. It starts with us, each and every one of us. And the third question we have is this. Why is keeping the eternal gospel as the center of our mission to the world so important? What ultimate hope can we present to anyone, anywhere, that is not centered on the great hope we have because of the gospel, the good news of what Jesus has done for us at the cross? So it's, it's so important to keep the eternal gospel at the center of our mission because that is where we find salvation. It's found in the eternal gospel. It's through Jesus. And we have to keep Jesus basically at the center of our lives, at the center of our mission. It's Him lifting up Jesus in everything that we do. When we talk to people, when we live with people, that doesn't necessarily mean always have to be talking about Jesus. We can be lifting up Jesus just by the way we love them and by the way we care for them and the, the way we help them and, and we are kind and we, sh we, um, we show our interest in them and we think of them before we think of ourselves. So all of those things are ways of keeping the eternal gospel in the center of our mission. And so the next part is, what ultimate hope can we present to anyone everywhere that is not centered on the great hope that we have because of what because of the gospel and the good news of Jesus and what he's done on the cross, there isn't. There isn't an ultimate hope that we can present to someone that is not centered on the great hope that we have the gospel. That is the ultimate hope that we can present to someone. It is centered in the great hope that we have because of what Jesus has done for us at the cross. He, play, he paid the punishment for your sin, for my sin. Because of him, you and I can live an eternal life and spend eternity in heaven. We just have to accept that. We have to say yes to Jesus. We have to accept, surrender to him, and say yes, Jesus. We will, we will um, love you and we will follow wherever it is that you lead us. We're not going to go our own way. We're not going to say, yes, I love Jesus, and now I'm going to go here. It's, yes, Jesus, and I'm going to follow you wherever you lead. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much because you, you, you make it clear what we need to do. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this preparation day. Help us to be ready when your Sabbath comes. We ask you to please help us to, to show that love to others. Be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us. Keep us safe and keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning. We're starting lesson number three tomorrow. So join us as we continue to study this new study guide, God's Mission, My Mission. Thank you and God bless you.